This episode is part of the series Know Your Candidates. Conversations with the candidates for the election of 2019 in the city of Holyoke, Massachusetts. Radio Plasma does not support or oppose any candidate for public office. This is a nonpartisan, independent media outlet dedicated to promoting a peace culture, embracing diversity, sharings of opinions and ideas, and ensure all voices are represented in our media. This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to our series, Know Your Candidates, conversations with the candidates to Holyoke City Council in the 2019 municipal election of November 5th. I'm Johan Rashivega, and our guest today is Libby Hernandez, candidate for Ward 4. Thank you for being here and welcome. Thank you for having me. So you are running for Ward 4. This is a really interesting and exciting time to see you in the ballot again. Also, at the same time, having the blessing of current Ward 4 City Councilor, Josie Valentin, who basically is passing the baton to you. So how do you feel about that? Oh, super excited. I mean, at first, I was very disappointed that because we've been spoiled by having Josie Valentine representing us in our ward. She is like been fantastic and I was disappointed when I heard that she was moving on and not running. But when I heard the reason why, it was super, you know, fantastic to hear the news that she's doing, you know, bigger things and things that ultimately can benefit our town, our little town of Holyoke. So she's a role model for, for many people in Ward 4. And at first, I have to say, honestly, that when she told me I'm not running and opened up the dialogue with me. I was like, no, I'm not running. I'm not running at this time. I don't have time for this. And I have too many things going on. And I'm juggling a lot of things. But then while we kept on having the conversation and, you know, it's like a calling. Naturally, I feel that I want to represent my community. So you were running for city council at War 4 in 2011. And at that time, unfortunately, that didn't happen. But it also allowed you the opportunity of getting acquainted with the process of running a campaign and also to continue working with so many different projects. And that's what I would like to uh, know a little bit more about what has been going on and at the same time to allow people to know more about you with your current work, all the different projects that you have been involved, particularly with uh, Parks and Recreation Department. Yes, that's an excellent question. When I ran in 2011, although I wasn't the successful candidate, I learned through the process, I was able to meet my community, my ward, just the different people, the different nationalities. It was great to knock on doors and know how they felt about the town that they lived in. And it's so many different, you know, peoples and their aspects, um, their point of view. So, I mean, it's interesting to learn that 
we're all different and we have to embrace all of our differences and and that's the only way to move forward in a successful and healthy community so i learned um many things because my background is not being a politician i'm a simple you know um community i'm invested in my community but and my thing is community i learned that I was really genuinely interested in serving my community when I started to work with the Holyoke Housing Authority back in the year 2000. We used to do all type of family self-sufficiency um, efforts to help families, and specifically families, um, impoverished families. So that's how I learned um, how to really um, get, a, get a pulse for the community that I lived in. I arrived in Holyoke um, in 1994, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and raised in Puerto Rico. So I left and lived with my grandmother. So it was like a diaspora, but reversed. Then relocated to Holyoke in 1994. And at first, it was like everyone else that gets here. I mean, I was here. I had a three-year-old in hand, pregnant, single mom. Holyoke was very kind. This, this city was very kind. It helped me get on my feet. It gave me the stepping stone that I needed. And I was able to take off from there. I arrived, the first agency that I met was Holyoke Housing Authority because I needed to have a home and shelter. And I was able to secure after a year on the waiting list. That was my first home. So I'm very grateful. And then to be able to work for them for the same community that I come from, it was really, it was honorable. So I rapidly um, got involved and in, in like, I love my passion is um, agriculture. So I got involved with Nesta Raices um, through the job. I was allowed to develop a really big garden at Bowdoin Village called The Hidden Treasure. And it was fantastic because um, we were able to integrate with one another. At that point when we were there working the grounds, we were all in the same. They weren't seeing me as a property manager. They were seeing me as just another fellow agriculture with them. So it really um, leveled the, the, the field in the sense of, of um, we bonded. So it's great to be able to work in those capacities with the community. And from there, I continue. I was um, appointed by the mayor for the Parks and Rec. So I've learned how important the open spaces, green spaces are for the upbringing of our children, for the health of our community. Also working with the Community Preservation Act, I learned immensely you know, how all of these funds and these matching of these funds and how a city that comes together and votes, that we can make a big difference in improving all the open spaces and for families to go and, and be and be, um, you know, just a healthy, healthy. And, and all of these things have given me all the tools that I need to be able to move forward and take the baton from Josie Valentine and move forward and trying to integrate myself into the body that makes the decisions for the benefit of us all in this community. And with all of these experiences, interacting with community and seeing what are the struggles the community has and still today are present, all of this come together as motivations for you to run. And also the news that Josie is leaving War 4 as city councilor. How this whole amount of experiences and information gave you that call of saying, I'm running? Well, I have to say, I was interested when I ran in 2011. You know, I was disappointed when I lost. And I lost by 
a little margin, 14 votes, 16 votes, I believe. So, you know, although I was happy for, for Jason at that time, I was disappointed at that I wasn't able to, you know, to get into the seat and learn and, and be able to lead, you know, the, the community. Um, however, now I see this as a second opportunity to take the lead again, hopefully, if I'm successful. But for me, most importantly, what has motivated me to run, I am very interested in getting out there and communicating to people their voice, the value that they have to enroll, to register, to not feel like, oh, if they don't vote, you know, a lot of us say, and I've heard it myself, they're like, oh, why should I vote? It's not going to make a difference. And to be able to have that conversation and open the dialogue up with people that perhaps I can make a difference and inspire them to get registered and to vote. Whether I'm successful or not, um, the main point of me running that really... Um, you know, um, let me see what word I want to use that really inspires me to go out there and, and do all of this work because it's very hard work to do, to run a campaign, to be part of the city council, to still have a full-time job, be a parent. It's very difficult. You have to balance out, and that's the hardest part and find a rhythm. But that's one of the things that most has motivated me, to take the word out there and to let people know how important their voice is and that they do make a change and they make a difference because decisions are being made about them and we should be at the table. Looking at the work that City Council is doing, a lot of responsibilities, a lot of decisions to make, what do you think are right now the successes and at the same time the opportunities for improvement that City Council needs to acknowledge? I think that the city council that we have now, I mean, I have to say that it's nice to see how it has evolved into what it is today. When I first arrived here, I mean, the city council looked much different back in 1994. Um, now, with all the, you know, the diversity that we have in the city council, different, you know, races are representing, and rightfully so. It should be this way because we have a community in Julio that's 51% Latinos, you know, And we should have people that look like us representing in the city council and making right decisions. It gives them like a balance, and that's very important to have a healthy community. I think that the city council, I have to give it to them. You know, they, they have tough choices in front of them, a lot of decisions to, to make and vote. Depending on how they vote, it might be perceived by the community and not such a, you know, a positive, you know, impact. And, I mean, they're there and they're exposing themselves to, to make these the best decisions that they can make for the city and for the people that live in the city. But I think that there's always um, room for improvement and that by having more people at the table that can integrate because it's not about being in discord it's about reaching like a common area and they need to stop tabling like so many things we need to have solutions and not having things take too long to get resolved so that's one thing that's very criticized about the city council now um, and they also have to have a better relationship with the with the leader of the city with the with the mayor because if that relationship is not there and there's always this contrary and, and, and things are never get voted in That's what I think that needs to improve. There has to be more collective 
decisions made and and more amicable relationships between the the chief of this of this town, our leader, Mayor Alex Morris, and the city council. Talking a little bit about war for the needs and possible issues that you are seeing, not only as a candidate, but as someone who lives in war for. What do you identify as the most important issues or priorities to take care of once you join the city council as representative of war for? So let me tell you, if, if I'm the one that's chosen to lead the Ward 4, living in Ward 4, I mean, I've been um, a homeowner there for the last um, 16 years. I'm actively, I'm active in, the, in, the, in my community. And what I see that's most important for our ward is, and for the city of Holyoke, but specifically for our ward, I feel like our ward is at the heart of it all. Okay, we're right like in the center, we're close to downtown, we're the most condensed ward of Holyoke. And we have a lot of um, impact right now with the transient people walking around homelessness. So public safety, I want to say that is, is one of the most important things that I, that I can identify right now from being in Ward 4, walking the streets of Ward 4, talking with my neighbors. I mean, I had to recently contact Holyoke Gas and Electric, and we had to put a contractor light that I'm paying for in our alley because the alleys are so dark. So there's no visibility. That brings, you know, of course, it attracts the delinquency, and we have a lot of, you know, people using drugs in our alleys, leaving their needles all over the place, um, and our children can't even come outside. I have a treehouse. My daughter can't enjoy her treehouse because every time that she climbs up there, She sees somebody shooting up in the back alley. So, you know, this is very sad because our children should be able to safely go outside and play. And that's one of the most important things. We also have a lot of trash. So curb appeal is a big thing for me. Um, I feel like it doesn't matter what economic level we live in. If we're a renter, we're a homeowner, it doesn't matter. We should be able to take and invest and take that extra step and do our part and be able to gather all this garbage because there's a lot of garbage being left behind by the homeless. They're sitting on our front porches. They're sitting on our stairs. They're leaving their food there. And I know that it's a really big problem as a city that we're facing. And there's a lot of drug addiction. It's a disease. But we, we have to find a solution to try to help the people get off the streets and get the proper care that they need or track them somehow so maybe they can feel less inviting to this town and they can move towards somewhere else because we're inundated right now with this problem it just doesn't look right this is a great town it's a great city with lots of potential and we have to this problem is huge and those are public safety curb appeal also the traffic is a really big problem I've been told that, I mean, people just, this is like a, a bridge that they use from other towns or adjacent towns. They really don't have a lot of respect for the city of Holyoke. They speed in through here just to get to the highway, to get to their next, you know, the next place that they're going to. They don't care about our elderly people trying to cross the streets, our children that are waiting for the buses. I see them just flying through. And that's another thing. We have to instill that value back into our community and our towns and have and demand from other towns and motorists to respect our laws and our streets. 
When we talk also about the work as a city council representing a ward involves all the concerns from the constituents, it also extends to the work being part of some of the committees. How do you think your experience and knowledge will help city council as a body to take care of some of the issues that not only work for, but the whole city is having to deal with? Yes, I feel that my experience having worked with the city and for the city for the last um, 17 years, I'm now a nonprofit private organization, but I'm still doing property management. So that's a big um, plus that I bring to the table as to knowing how to communicate effectively with people and the accountability. That's a big, important thing to be accountable and bring that transparency with you. It's what's going to make me successful to join any committee that they may, that they may see me fit for um, to join and to be able to do the best in it. I mean, I have experience with, um, like I said, Parks and Rec. Um, I also belong to One Holyoke Development. And as you already know, that's a fantastic organization. They build homes, they're landlords, they're very involved in the community and Sitting in all these boards and having this exposure has helped me learn about policies and regulations and how to find solutions for things. Identify them and then find the solution and then execute them. Follow through. Being accountable. Appealing your role as a parent, what do you think are the priorities City Council needs to take regarding children, youth? their development, their opportunities, being respected, acknowledged, and taken in consideration, even though they are not yet voters. Yes, that's extremely important, being the mom of a 12-year-old myself. So, like I said, I belong to One Holyoke, and One Holyoke, as you already know, has always been at the table when it comes to early literacy just instilling the value and, and working towards the importance of our children, of their future, and of their education. So the city of Holyoke and the city council has to come together to the plate to acknowledge that we need to invest in education, our school system. The state had to take over. I mean, as you can see, there hasn't been a real investment in our schools or I think like it's almost like if people are not really interested in the future and the success of the children of Holyoke to be successful in school. Because right now they're in old buildings. They don't have... I, listen, I went to my niece's um, play. She played as Charlotte's Web. She was the spider. And I mean, there was so much enthusiasm. I went to the school. The, the teachers were there. It was a beautiful display but they didn't have the equipment that they needed. You couldn't hear the children's voices. Only some of them had microphones. It wasn't like a, they didn't have the right equipment to be able to really like feel, you know, when you're walking into a place and it's beautiful and the walls are beautiful and you get that sense of, of success. That's what we need for Holyoke. And we need that for our schools that our children, fe that our children can feel and parents they will be more involved. If they walk into a state-of-art school that you walk and you can, you know, almost caress the walls and say, this is my school, I feel so proud, and I have everything here that I need 
to be successful. And that's what we need in Holyoke. We need to invest because they're going to be the future, the future leaders of our town. And we can't just allow them to continue to go through the school system and, and arriving at a place and they're still raw that they haven't been taught the right way. And, you know, and it happens a lot. I mean, um, I think that because this is a, a, a town where, you know, and it's 51% Latinos. So are people really interested in investing in their schools to teach the population that they have? Or are we all being corralled into a place that there's no success at the end? So that's why I think that taxpayers, everybody, businesses, homeowners, and everybody should take the hit, okay, and invest in a better future for our children. If that means two new schools and taking the opportunity that we have at hand right now, that's where we should go to. I'm a, I'm a homeowner, and I wouldn't mind taking a little bit of the burden to invest in the future of our children. So right now, what is the plan for your campaign? Uh, what are the activities that you have in mind to do to get to know your constituents, for the constituents to get to know more about you and get them to vote for Livia Hernandez for War 4? Yes. So um, I'm barely starting off. I mean, I'm putting together a, like, a short video that I'm going to be releasing on social media just so people can have a little sense of, you know, a face to the name, who I am, what's my passion, you know, and to see, you know, how they react to that. As well as I think the most important that I'm going to be doing is hitting the grounds. That is the most important um, part of running a campaign is getting out there and just knocking on doors having conversations, showing people that I'm accessible, that I'm accountable, and that I'm, you know, I'm genuine. I'm invested in the town that I live in. I want it to be successful. I want our war to improve, to look nicer, to have people respect us as a town and as a ward, to be able to, you know, come together, all people from all different backgrounds, from all different races, come together as one and find that common denominator and move forward and, and successful because that, that's what this is all about. So I'm going to be doing a, some, some small house parties, you know, and having people, you know, at that level, I think that it's so natural and so down to earth. And that's how we can have better communication. How can people get involved in your campaign? Should they want to volunteer or contribute somehow? What are the ways to get in contact with you? Yes, so I have a Facebook page, Libby Hernandez, Ward 4. And um, <clears throat> I have a treasurer on board, which is Crisida Santiago. I have an account that she opened up and um, ESB Savings Bank, which just opened up, just closed outside of the line of my ward. <laughs> so um, on my page, I'm going to have the information on where they can donate if they're interested. And also on the video that I'm going to be releasing, I'm going to try to see if I can do like Alex Morris, like a link that people can just go there and donate if they support what my vision is and what, what my campaign platform stands for. When we talk about community and getting involved, it also translates into seeing people being interested in the local government and it is I see it as a good thing that Warfor has right now two candidates how do you feel about that I feel great about it I mean I think that the more the better 
really. I always feel like, um, and I love competition anyway. So um, <laughs> I invite it's healthy, actually. It's healthy that you have that drive that pushes you to not only compete and win, but to know that there's more people that are interested in helping. And that's by itself, like, honorable right there, that we have people that are interested in leading our community and hopefully, you know, for the interests of our world as a whole. Inclusiveness, that's very important. But I welcome the competition, and I hope that, you know, may the best person win. So what will be, at this point, your message for your constituents to consider you as the representative of War for uh, City Council? My message for my constituents is, is simple. I mean, I am, what you see is what you get. I'm a transparent person. I'm very active. I'm persistent. I'm a persistent person. So I'm going to look for options. I'm a troubleshooter. So, I mean, I'm going to be there and try to resolve things. Um, I look at the bigger picture, okay? And I'm genuinely invested in our community. I see the potential that Holyoke has as a city, and our ward is a very important part of the city of Holyoke. We're in the center of it all, at the, like I said, at the heart of it all. So I have the experience. I'm down to earth, um, rugged, strong, and determined. So hopefully people like that and they, they see what I see and we can work together towards, towards a great, successful you know, town and community that we're going to live in together. This is our conversation with Libby Hernandez, candidate for Ward 4 at City Council in this municipal election of 2019. And all the information on how to follow her campaign is also available in the posting of this session on our website, radioplasma.com. Any last remarks? No, thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to be able to communicate and to the audience that's going to listen. Thank you so much. This is our series, Know Your Candidates, conversations with the candidates for the election of 2019 in the city of Holyoke, Massachusetts. Remember, the preliminary election, this one is for War 3 only, is on September 24th, and the last day to register is September 4th. The City of Holyoke Municipal Election is November 5th, and the last day to register to vote is October 16th. For more information on registering to vote, please visit holyoke.org or the City Clerk's Office at Holyoke City Hall. Libby, once again, thank you so much. Thank you. With this, we conclude our session that has been recorded in the studios of New England Media Lab inside Gateway City Arts in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>